Hello and thank you for joining us on Sideline Story, your destination for sports news analysis and discussions. I'm Brandon Yates and today we will be discussing the 2023 Cricket World Cup. We'll take a look at the performances of standout teams and players. We will also talk about the state of the men's game in China as well as the popularity of the sport on the Asian continent. I'll be getting through these topics with my two fantastic co-hosts, Fuyu and Tianyu. And Tianyu, I have to admit, I'm not the biggest uh, cricket fan or expert. Me neither. Um, <laughs> but just watching this Cricket World Cup, you know, I've had yeah. the chance to watch a couple of games and see some performances, and it really has been incredibly exciting. We've seen some phenomenal performances from teams, from players. Definitely. We've seen records being broken, and I think this could potentially go down as one of the most entertaining Cricket World Cups of all time. But from your side of things, have there been any standout teams at this point that have really caught your eye? From my observa observations, I must say that Afghanistan is the team that I found most, uh, that, that impressed me the most. Yeah, which is surprising, I think, for a lot of fans because before the tournament started, nobody gave Afghanistan yeah. a chance. Mm. But they've definitely surprised a lot of um, fans and teams alike because yeah. I think they've also caused a couple of upset results, right? Yeah, definitely. They kicked off the campaign by getting defeated by um, Bangladesh and India in the opening games. Mm. Two and very strong teams, yeah, to be fair. Yeah. yeah, while a lot of people were expecting them to conclude their journey at the tournament uh, by losing every single game. Myself included. <laughs> but yeah, they've really surprised me. Yeah, and they were able to turn the tide and sealed and an important victory over England, mm. which is the defending champion of the tournament. Yeah, and they've and been really disappointing at this tournament, right? Yeah. So they got knocked out at it's, a very early stage and no one was expecting them to do so badly. It's also surprising for me to see that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of expectations on them and I think yeah. a lot of fans actually yeah. expected and them to um, retain the title. Yeah, and, and return to the performance of uh, Afghanistan, I think that was the first time for them to beat England and also the first uh, their first victory at the 50-over World Cup for the team. Wow. And, uh, and I think the extent of how surprising this upset can be is like when Japan beat Germany in the, in the last World Cup. I was scared you were going to say South Africa because in the 2015 <laughs> Rugby World Cup, Japan also defeated South Africa and that wow. was a huge upset and now I've upset Asian, myself the rise by remembering Asian, that game. <laughs> yeah, the rise of Asian powers. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. In, yeah. in a variety of sports. Yeah, and, and just like uh, what the Afghanistan captain Hashmatula Shahidi said, the victory was just the start. Even though they, uh, they were beaten by New Zealand after after their win over England, they went on to defeat um, two more former world champions, Pakistan and Sri Lanka. Incredible. Yeah, and also the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was really something for Afghanistan because when you think about the, the country, it's usually bad stories like um, uh, like wars, conflicts, and earthquakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're, general news uh, coverage yeah. of Afghanistan is normally um, surrounded in negativity, I suppose. Yeah, they're mired, mired down in disasters mm. and uh, uh, and sufferings. Yeah. But beating England just ushered in like an amazing page in their in the story of the men's cricket team. Absolutely. Yeah, and even though they just got lost the chance to directly advance into the semi-final due to the loss in the the match against Australia, mm. they still managed to give the opponent some hard time and only lost yeah. by like, like a small margin. And they should be proud of themselves because Australia have won the tournament five times and they've wow. got some of the best players in the world. So yeah. it's still a very um, admirable performance yeah. despite the fact that they lost, but mm -hmm. they put up a really good show. Yeah. But I think Afghanistan's performance um, and a couple of other performances, I think of the likes of the Netherlands, um, I think it's great for the game of cricket because 
we are also very familiar with the traditional powerhouse teams like England, South Africa, Australia, India. But like you said, teams like Afghanistan that you know come to the Cricket World Cup mm. and cause a few upsets, mm. I think it's fantastic for the game because it um, you know increases the level of competition amongst all of the teams. And a variety. Yeah, yeah, and it gives variety mm. and it also makes the tournament itself less predictable. Mm -hmm. So for someone like me that's not a cricket expert or a huge cricket fan, I'm probably a lot more entertained by this World Cup now because yeah. there are so many teams that could potentially cause an upset result or even go all the way to the final. Yeah. And my point is that uh, it is really remarkable that a team playing in the lowest tier or uh, of international cricket about a decade ago is now like shining at the elite yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. their the, the yeah. ascension through the ranks has been yeah. pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. It's incredible uh, how a team who has never played at home and always been worrying about what is going on at home uh, are beating such you know established cricket powerhouses. Yeah, and when you have a sports team from a nation that's you know struggling on other fronts. I think it's always great to have a shining example like that to inspire the people of yeah. that nation. So we have to hope that the Definitely. continued success of Afghanistan at the World Cup and you know going forward throughout the years, hopefully they can be you know a source of inspiration and motivation hope. for yeah. you know the fans back at home in mm -hmm. Afghanistan. And for you, speaking of phenomenal performances, um, of course the host nation India have been performing very very well. They're through to the semi-finals and they are looking like the dominant team so far at this yes. World Cup. And captain Virat Kohli has really stepped up to the plate and has been putting up some sensational performances. Most notably, um, he's now equaled Sachin Tendulkar's record of the most ODI centuries in test in uh, international cricket. Yes. I believe it's 49 uh, centuries mm. that they're yeah. level and on now. And he achieved that during uh, India's game against South Africa. Of course. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for the reminder. <laughs> they absolutely smashed us. Um, but yeah, they, they really are a phenomenal team and he's a phenomenal player. Um, but when we look at the history of successful cricket players, of course, there's going to be comparisons between Kohli and, of course, the Indian and global great Sachin Tendulkar. So do you think Virat Kohli enters that conversation of going down as potentially one of the greatest cricketers or batsmen, I suppose, in particular of all time? First of all, I'm not surprised that the record holders are both from India, since <laughs> India is such a powerhouse in this sport. Yeah, and, and I, it's an obsession in India. I mean, like cricket yes. in India is like football in Brazil. Like mm. it really is like almost a religion. Yeah, the, or you can call it the national sport of Absolutely. India. Like, Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, what, what table tennis is to in us in China. Yeah, um, and uh, the, uh, the player, Kohli, uh, if you look at the stats, the numbers, he definitely ranks among the greatest in the history of the sport. Mm, he, uh, his success and dedication, I mean, if I remember correctly, he scored his first ODI century in 2019. So 14 years later, he's still going. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. 2009 um, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah 2009. <laughs> that's a lot of Remarkable. centuries in four years, yeah. <laughs> Remarkable yeah. consistency. Yeah, sure. consistency, that's the word. He really has been a standout, consistent performer, not just for India, but in the Indian Premier League as well, for the numerous clubs that he's played for. Yes, and um, a player who used to play under his, pre under his captaincy um, at the Indian national team says that one of the things that strikes him the most about Kohli is that fire that yes. still burns in him. Uh, it's amazing that uh, he's still hungry for success after so many years and so many success mm. in the sport. On a team and individual level, the fact that he still got, like you said, got that hunger for the game, despite this incredible individual and team success that he's enjoyed, it's pretty remarkable. 
Yes, in, in terms of his involvement in the team you just mentioned, uh, it's another point that I was going to mention. Apart from his professionalism and high level of competition, Coley seems uh, really know how to help the team and work the crowd. Um, that, that's why so many players that played with him um, have grown so much. I yeah. think he's partly contributed to the development of this sport in India. And also he knows how to connect with the crowd. Some, sometimes um, during a game, if there's a law, if there's a a, a period where neither side failed to make an impact, uh, you will see Kohli stepping up and um, asking the crowd for support yeah, or yeah, yeah. To, to make some noise for the game. Yeah. So, I think yeah. he's got almost a cult-like following in India. So I think he connects with the fans really well. And he does that off the field as well, but particularly on the field, you can see, like you've said, when there's a bit of a lull in play or if India's struggling, he will either step up with his own performances or he will start, you know, yes. enacting mannerisms that really gets the crowd fired up. And I think that also has a knock-on effect on the, the rest of his Indian team. So his individual performances and his fire in the belly, I suppose, is a great motivator for himself but also, and the fans, mm. but most importantly for his teammates too. And I think that's been a huge element of India's also consistent success. Yes, and Virat Kohli, this player, he's passionate about his sport. Very. He's, <laughs> he's got commitment and he's, I think to, to some fans, he's a very charming person as well. So when all these qualities, of course, on top of uh, having talent and working hard, mm. when all these qualities, um, when one player encompasses all these qualities uh, i think he definitely deserves a place in history yeah. and also we're not surprised that uh, you usually find all these qualities in a top sports player in any sport yeah i think something that connects top players in a variety of sports is what you mentioned earlier that consistency and that uh, ability to maintain that fire in the belly and that drive for a long period of time I think of the likes of, you know, Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, Cristiano Ronaldo, and now we have Virat Kohli, where they're talented. LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James, <laughs> where they are supremely talented, but that's not the only defining factor that makes them successful. It's that consistency and that willingness to go after records and titles year after year after year. And I think that's something that Virat Kohli has um, that's kept him at this level for such a long time and also puts him into the conversation of potentially going down as one of the greatest cricketers, not just in India, but of all time. I think he enters the conversation with the likes of Shane Warne, Brian Lara, Sachin Tendulkar. Um, I think when he does eventually retire and put down the, the cricket bat, um, he will be remembered not just for his performances, but like you said, you know, for motivating the fans, motivating his teammates, and for that consistency and drive that he's had for such a long period of time. What a phenomenal cricketer. Yes, yes. and the World Cup isn't over yet. Yeah, he, yeah far from it. Yeah, still a long still, way to go. He's still got many opportunities Chances. to make his mark. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, to be able to potentially do it in front of his home crowd. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that he's very fired up at this point in time, probably more fired up than he ever has been. Yeah. Yes. So a very exciting time to be Virat yeah. Kohli and also just to be an Indian fan. Yeah. yeah for, you, for you just mentioned an important point that I want to mention because, you know, Foley has scored four centuries this year and uh, each of his centuries is a lesson in perseverance, showcasing his hunger for runs and his commitment to the team's cause. Mm. And concentration and, because yeah. some of those innings have been very long. Yeah. And, yeah. and his centuries often come at a time when the team needs him the most. Yes. And uh, I think that's an important feature for, for um, a player that 
can be deemed as a goat because you need to stand up for the team when it needs you the most. And yeah. uh, not just when the yeah. team's performing well, but when the chips are down yeah. and when it looks like your team's going to lose. Yeah. He is that sort of player as an individual that yeah. can really pull his team up almost yeah. single-handedly. You need, you need to be to, uh, be able to turn the ties yes. when uh, in adversity. Yeah. yeah, and he definitely has that ability. But um, Tianyu, have there been any other standout individual performances um, from players from other countries that you've seen so far? Well, uh, I've been keeping an, an eye on the Afghan team. So there's one player in particular in the team that has been, I think, playing quite well at, at the tournament, and his name is Rashid Khan. Uh, he's, he's a leg spinner, which, which means uh, a type of spin balling or pitching the ball in cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Rashid has... Very his, difficult for yeah. um, batsmen to kind of figure yeah. out what that ball is going to do yeah, when, the, it's, the, when it's that type of delivery. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Rashid has established himself as the country's first globally recognized cricket player. He made his debut at 17 years old in 2015 and has taken over 330 wickets. Yeah, I think he's the standout player in that team because, mm -hmm. you know, not many of the Afghanistan players are well known internationally, mm. but he's definitely developed a name for himself, not icons. just in his country, but globally. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely yeah. an icon of that particular team. Yeah, yeah. And for your information, wicket means uh, he has forced out over three hundred batsmen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's googly. He's still young. Yeah, he's yeah. still young. Yeah, he's googly's, which is kind of a ball that. Uh, He's good at throwing and has, has a trajectory that makes it hard to be hit. I'm loving all of these cricketing terms. Please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and his ability to always take wickets have made him a mainstay of his team for over the past eight years. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's fair to say that he has been keeping the team afloat single-handedly uh, in previous tournaments. Mm. And Maybe in a Virat Kohli type mm -hmm. of role where yeah. if the team's not performing particularly well, an individual performance like, from him can yeah, really turn things around. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but this year, he has got a lot of support from his teammates, the likes of, you know, veteran player uh, Muhammad Nabi and uh, Majib or Rahman and Noor Ahmad. Mm -hmm. These names are really hard to pronounce. Yes. <laughs> You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. <laughs> and so, <laughs> better, yeah. better than I would do. <laughs> Thank you. And so the quality of these players and their brilliant performances have been pushing this Afghan team to go further at this tournament. Absolutely. And speaking of um, standout players, yeah. South Africa has been a powerhouse in cricket. Yeah, besides that <laughs> loss to India. <laughs> <laughs> and they have been doing a great job so far this year's tournament. How mm. about telling us some of the standout players in this team squad? Yeah, I think, I mean, look, there have been some standouts from South Africa. I think of the likes of Quinton de Kock. I think he's been having uh, a really fantastic uh, Cricket World Cup so far. Temba Bavuma has also been stepping up with the bat. Um, but across the nations. I mean, I think of the likes of, you know, just that most recent game between um, Afghanistan and Australia, where Australia were really looking like they were going to lose. And Glenn Maxwell stepped up with a double century, which I think is only the third time a player has scored a double century at a Cricket World wow. Cup. Um, so there have definitely been some really fantastic in individual performances all across um, the Cricket World Cup. And like we've already mentioned, things are far from being over. And there are still plenty of stars left in the World Cup. And we could still see a variety of performances and results that could swing things either way. But when we look at the game itself um, for you, um, of course, it's not a particularly popular sport in China. Um, but I guess there is a Chinese element of cricket that is yet to be explored. And that's something that we can discuss right now. So what is the state of the men's game in particular right now in China? Actually, the men's national team for cricket started rather late in China. And it was officially established in 2019. I okay. got it right so this time. <laughs> it's 2019. Yeah, it's so a brand like new national ago. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite new. And um, they've 
since been undergone intensive training, both in terms of their body strength and um, their skills while playing cricket. And according to the coach of the national team, the players have gone from a blank sheet to now being able to complete all their trainings in strength and still complete, uh, still run for five kilometers. Okay, so there seems to be a lot of focus on the physical preparation for the sport right Stamina. now. Stamina. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. And just making sure that they're, you know, physically and uh, mentally prepared for top level competition, I suppose. Yeah, which is always a good place to start, yeah. in my opinion, because if when, when you've got the base, you've got the foundation and you build from there. Yeah, when you've got like top level athletes that can, you know, perform a variety of athletic movements um, and be fit and strong, you know, and have all of those athletic elements. I think, like you said, that's a good base to start from because with that base, you can kind of mold it to, you know, become or to excel in a sport that they necess haven't necessarily tried before. Mm. And maybe that's something they can do with cricket. Yes. And uh, when they build, build up their strength, I think it'll also be very helpful for the coach and players to find out their advantages and weaknesses and uh, work from there mm. to to develop this sport as a as a team effort. Yeah, that's always been something interesting, I think, about cricket in particular, is that because there's such a variety of nations from different continents, normally certain countries have, you know, genetic abilities that give them an advantage over another team. Mm. Um, so, you know, the Australian and South African teams might be stronger than, you know, the Indian or the Pakistan mm. team, but then the Pakistan and India teams might be more skillful yeah. or have more speed and more fitness. So it'll be interesting to see over the years what physical and mental elements China have that could potentially make them, you know, a power to be reckoned with in cricket. Yeah, I really hope that will happen. Yeah. Just just now, as Tian Yu was uh, talking about Afghanistan, how they went from a low-ranking team to shining on the elite stage. Yeah. I really, when he said that, I was thinking, I really hope one day that will happen China. to China. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with the emergence of one star player. So maybe China has that, un, you know, that that diamond in the in the rough, that player mm. that could be that individual that kind of pulls up the rest of the national team with him. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if we find that talent over the years. Yes, but uh, right now, cricket is still a minority sport mm. in of course, China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but since the Hangzhou Asian Games, yes. it has gained some popularity mm. because yeah. the uh, stadiums hosted the cricket teams. And some of the traditional powerhouse teams were there. I mean, India, India was there, Sri Pakistan, Lanka, yeah. Sri Lanka. Mm. They had the chance to interact and face some of the best cricketing nations in the world, which must have been a huge learning curve for them. Yeah, very helpful for also for Chinese people, for people who went to the stadiums to know about this sport. Uh, so on the first official match day of the Hangzhou Asian Games, that was way before the opening ceremony. A lot of people actually went there to watch the game between Hong Kong and Malaysia. Of course, they support the Hong Kong team. <laughs> of course, naturally. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, although cricket was not the first choice for many ticket buyers from China, they some of them still enjoy the game. Um, it was, I remember it was very hot, like 35, 40 degrees. A lot of them had to watch the game from under their umbrellas. Yeah. And we're missing but that weather right now. <laughs> it's starting to get very cold in China at the yes. moment. Yeah. Yes, and uh, it was, but, but the hot weather and uh, other conditions didn't stop them from enjoying the game. In fact, a lot of them 
became interested after watching the competitions. Mm. And uh, one one person even said he's interested in coming back to the stadium if it's still open after the Hangzhou Games Fantastic. and try the sport himself. Yeah, and I think that was one of the best elements of the Asian Games. I mean, having covered it myself and having been in Hangzhou for about three weeks, because there were so many sports that were you know, being participated in at that particular tournament, I think so many fans were exposed to sports that they had never seen before and became interested in new sports. Yes. And it sounds like cricket was one of them. Mm. And I really appreciate the Chinese people's interest and yes. their willingness to try out new things. Yeah. So I think with this uh, emerging interest in cricket um, and also its status as the host city of the Asian Games, Hangzhou may become the home uh, or the place where cricket mm. Starts growing in yeah. China, and maybe where some talent emerges as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, and hopefully because of the um, the global popularity of cricket, I, I believe cricket is one of the top three most popular sports in the world. Hopefully that element will also help Chinese administrators or you know coaching staff place a lot more emphasis on cricket yeah. because of the global popularity of the sport it is and actually, help grow it in China. Yeah, it is actually gaining ground at the youth level in China. Mm. Yeah, tell me more. Um, do yeah. you have anything to add about the men's game in China? Yeah, the country just held a national level cricket tournament for teenagers in Shandong province. And, and I think that's where we're going to start finding yeah. this talent is at yeah. the youth um, the youth level. level. Yeah. yeah, 29 China's teams. China's Virat Kohli. Yes, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> 29 teams at primary, middle and high school levels have participated in the games. And uh, this July, the the Chinese men's team just beat Team Myanmar at the Asian mm. qualifier for, nice. I, for the ICC Men's T20 World Cup. Fantastic. Which is a f yeah, the first win for the team in the international level. So, yeah. Congrats to five, them. By five wickets to be exact. <laughs> hey, more cricket terms. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that cricket is getting more spotlight from Chinese people. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it has become, it has some great potential to for growth in this country. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to have to keep our eyes on the growth of cricket in this, chi uh, in this country. It should be very interesting to see maybe in the next you know, 10 to 15 years where China ends up on the global specter in terms of um, cricketing success. It should be very interesting to watch. And for you, we've already touched on the global popularity of cricket, but in, in Asia in particular, it seems to be incredibly popular, probably yes. one of the most popular sports in Asia by quite a long shot, I would say. What do you think makes cricket so popular in Asia? First, I think the most obvious reason is historical reasons. Uh, cricket originated from England. And if you look at the countries that it's most widely received today, like India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, uh, and, and even beyond Asia, Australia, South Africa, yeah. these are all the places where um, England was a former colonial power and it, it had a, f a huge influence. And in terms of India, uh, like we said, it's the Cricket is the national sport mm. in this country and it is so popular there also because India has heavily invested in cricket infrastructure. Yeah, and um, they've just had historically so much success as well, which probably yes. also um, increased its popularity over the years. Yes, um, India is actually home to the world's largest cricket stadium. It, the, the Narendra Modi Stadium has a seating capacity of 132,000 people. Wow. Yeah, and it's also the second largest stadium of any sport in the world. So um, he, India's historic success in cricket and the infrastructure, mm. um, these 
all create conditions for the development of sport. And also when the conditions are met, everything's there, so it's ready for capital to flow in. Right. And uh, the Indian Premier League is also very, um, has huge potential, co commercial potential. Yeah, it's and had heavy amounts of investment, um, a lot of marketing, and mm -hmm. it's also become globally popular. I mean, the Indian Premier League is probably one of the most watched club sporting events worldwide, I would say, when it's on. Yes, the Indian Premier League was worth around 8.4 billion US dollars last year. And it's still year. a relatively new league too. I mean, it hasn't been around as long as the likes of the English Premier League and other global sporting club leagues that we are familiar with. Mm. So their, their success rate in such a short period of time is pretty remarkable. So yeah, I mean, I think because of the traditional, you know, elements, well, the historical elements of, you know, England's influence over the nations that you mentioned there for you, um, and also just the historical success of teams like India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, I think that's led to the sustained popularity of cricket in those continents. And like we've already discussed, there is some potential for the sport of cricket to grow in China. So that should be very interesting to watch over the years. And of course, like we've also mentioned, the Cricket World Cup is not over yet. So we've got plenty of exciting action to look forward to. And we will definitely be keeping an eye on the remainder of the Cricket World Cup this year. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then.